On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, we're talking about Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. music we are back for episode 50 of the we've seen that pocket 50 episodes boy everyone's a milestone but this one's actually a milestone this one hits home it does and and, and what better way to celebrate the 50th episode than bringing on our recurring guest friend mr adam welcome back to the pod sir thanks guys at what point does he get upgraded to series regular i don't know congratulations on the 50 episodes but thank we, we could this is a milestone for more than one reasons i went back and counted my appearances in the feed this is my 10th appearance so Whoa! so let's go let's go <laughs> this is just we should have had permission from howard shore to like do the score for this podcast for this one that would have been i mean sweet. i don't know if you've noticed but i've just been kind of throwing in like songs every now and then. I don't. Think well, I think if we just put like we don't own the rights to this, maybe that, that covers our ass. I don't. Is know. that how? I'm that not works? sure. That's how that works. <laughs> I don't think it is, but <laughs> I've seen that done before, and I'm I'm thought to myself like, hey, maybe that would work. But uh, right. no, I mean, I mean, pretty awesome. You know, uh, obviously this this podcast started with a discussion at a lunch table, and to see it go 50 episodes is 50 more than I ever thought it would have gone. Um, the the listeners have gone from sixty thousand to eighty thousand now. It's just out of control. Um, I got asked for an autograph this week, so you know it's been a big week. Um, but I'm excited. This is a big pod. We're doing one of the best movies ever, in my opinion. Uh, Agreed. The start of the greatest trilogy of all time. I think that's an easy statement right there. Between the four of us, a lot of people would probably argue that. But do you mean to say this is better that. than the Hobbit trilogy? I'm oh, gonna, I'm God. gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. This is better than the Hobbit. Oh. Verbal I meme. Uh, Eric Andre saying, "Why would you say something so controversial yet bold?" <laughs> so bold. <laughs> I, I want to start with um, what my drink is for this week uh, because I, uh, I'm back on a, a little low carb diet right now. No big deal. We got a little tum tum going on. It happens. Yeah, whatever. I'm married. Made, you yeah. gotta expect to gain like 20 pounds, you know, immediately. Well, that already happened. That absolutely already happened. But I've got a zero-calorie monster with a fruit punch mix-in and then, like, six ounces of vodka. So I'm feeling great. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember when Robert would always buy, like, Burnett's cherry vodka or, like, Burnett apple vodka or something? What would possess somebody to do that? He's just... He's a psycho. (laughs) He would just... I'd come home, because I'd always work when we lived together late... You know, at Potato King in the warehouse at the time, work night shift, so I'd get home at like eleven o'clock sometimes, and we'd be like, we'd be ready to go out. He'd be sna- like texting me pre-gaming, sending me videos, 
come home, he's got like half a bottle of this fucking Burnett's vodka down all the time, and he's just fucking pissed drunk already, but just always made it downtown somehow when no one got ready. And that all died when he came to Green Bay, though, because then like he'd get pissed drunk and wouldn't make it past like 10.30. We'd be at a bar, and he'd just be like giving me this sign every time I'd order him an Uber home, and he was done. Or he'd run. Uh, Scott, he... Let's be honest. Did he run a lot? A lot or like was three it, was and a half, three and a half miles. This happened more than five times. So it's not like he makes it seem like it was like every night. No, no. But he has done it in sub-zero temperatures, sub-zero Fahrenheit temperatures. That is a problem. He came Jeez. home one night, like icicles were coming off his eyebrows from like crying. I swear to God, it was the. He, he you just beat came, him home? Uh, yeah, I took I took an Uber home because I lost him. And, and I just get a pounding on the door. Just, what the fuck? What the fuck? And just <laughs> icicles all over his face. So, That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But oh, let's, my God. Let's not get on too much of a tangent. Uh, big show this week. So, let's start with what we're watching. I want to start. Um, I saw Free Guy. And, guys, look. Anthony, I think you undersold it. Well, I didn't know. I mean, it's great. It is great. I, I like I haven't had that much fun in the theater I want to say almost ever like that movie was fucking awesome 10 out of 10 no questions asked in my opinion because I don't have a flaw with it not one is it safe so. to say that like Ryan Reynolds maybe not the most must see actor at the moment but probably like every single one of his characters is, he, is, he, is the same is he like but is he like the go to guy that people love right now I, think I mean, he's... everything he says, it works. Um, he's a nice guy. He's got, like, the the probably the hottest wife in Hollywood. Like, there's nothing wrong with the guy. So, yeah, I... And they're Canadian. I, What's I, better? I, I literally... Yeah, I mean, seriously. But I... Or he is, I had so least. much fun with... Anthony, the, the Marvel reference. Oh, my that, God. It wasn't was it great? That, I, I have... Okay, guys confession i've never clapped in a theater my hands came together and i couldn't help it from this one specific scene it was awesome it was that's what so, i didn't want to give away last week it I was, was like, so that was the best fun- part. it was the funniest shit you like because it's such a serious scene and then you're like what the fuck and of course you get the even the cameo the music starts it. playing too oh yeah. just oh th- that awesome. that's one of the best scenes i've seen in a long time made me laugh my fucking ass off but I had so much fun. I don't know if it was just, you know, I haven't seen a good movie in theaters for a really long time, but that one was phenomenal. So, guys, see it at some point. Also, just finished season two of Manifest. Adam, have you seen Manifest? I have not. I'm aware of the premise. My brother-in-law watches it. I saw okay, the trailers. So it, I, it didn't seem interesting to me. I, it looks it's, like... It's pretty good. It's pretty okay. good. Okay. Uh, um, Looks like I it would hold up for is... one episode of the X Files. Uh, well, it gets a little ridiculous. Like we're at, we're to the point now where the plot is so deep that I'm lost, and usually I'm out when that happens, but I'm still there. So, um, Jim, I kind of want to go to you next because I'm very excited to see that you are watching Bachelor in Paradise because that just seems like a fucking shit show. It's now, not as bad as Love Island. Um, it's a little bit classier, but they keep bringing in more people, it seems. And this is my first time ever watching Bachelor in Paradise. So they bring in, like, ten women, ten men, 
or in reality they brought in like 13 women and 10 men and like the very first like couple of days they cut three of those women because they didn't get coupled up um but they keep bringing in more like men and like now one girl's off making out with another guy even though she already kind of has an island boyfriend and it's just fucking dumb jim would you say they ripped off love island I don't know which came first. I believe Bachelor in Paradise came first, technically. Love Island came. Love it. Love Island came first. It did. It back because it's like seven seasons old. Yeah, six or seven in the UK. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm just all for like, just shitty reality TV. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I can't. Yeah, the other thing, unfortunately, off of the list that we've been watching is Ink Master um, Redemption. So it's the tattoo competition I had been watching. But people who did bad tattoos, they bring the people that got tattooed back to get it covered up or fixed or something. And it's just the biggest, like, bait and switch because they were bringing in the people who got tattooed, not telling them who was there to fix up their tattoo, then sending them into a room with the person who fucked up their tattoo or who, like, yelled at them about their stupid tattoo idea. And they don't tell the tattooer either. So then this person that they yelled at or something is now showing up in their face being pissed because they still have a shitty tattoo multiple years later and it's awful you can tell that they had way too many quitting and refusing to getting to get the new tattoo because now like four or five episodes into the first season they are like doing a hard sell like yeah you know we have tattooer xyz here and you can either walk away or allow them to tattoo you and they do this really hard sell on the people getting tattooed like to try and get them to agree because they they give them the option this time to walk away seeing as they already got one shitty tattoo i have a hmm. i have a question is this a tattoo free pod yep yeah wow look at that we are we are a statistic <laughs> yeah i mean i've thought about it but i don't know what i would do see that's the i thing. Have, have lack of commitment about it that, yeah. yeah like you can't just oh i had this one idea i would have to commit it to memory for like at least a year before i just throw it on there the closest get the elvish script from the one ring i was just gonna say that anything from lord of the rings is the closest thing i've actually thought of getting because i've thought of lord of the rings i've considered star wars and i've considered pokemon which pokemon would you get tattooed uh, i could see you being an umbreon guy no so i wouldn't get like a full one i would get just like from the original jeep uh, original Game Boy games, like yellow, like the little 8-bit sprite, either of the player character or Pikachu. Oh, the player character. That could be fucking sweet. Yeah. They did pixel tattoos on one of the seasons of the regular Ink Master show, and I guess my counsel would be, if your person cannot do straight lines or, like, really good squares, they end up yeah. looking atrocious. Yeah, I've heard that. Well, I feel like if you're gonna get a tattoo, they should be good at straight lines. They're supposed to be. <laughs> But somehow people end up on this premiere TV competition and can't do straight lines. I would always, I was always thinking of maybe getting like the, like the Terminator, but like the just the skeleton, skeletal face like on my shoulder or something. That'd be like sick. Super detailed. Yeah, you with could, like the red eyes or something. <laughs> you could awesome. pull it off. You could pull it off. That'd be well, cool. Well, you could do it in I black and gray and just make the eye red, and it would really fucking right. pop. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That'd be cool. I want to get Elijah Wood with hairy feet as a hobbit on my back. Full back piece. Hell yeah. That scene where they fall down into the ditch running off the road. And they find the mushrooms. In the main frame. It's just like, that is so ridiculous. I thought it was Tarantino for a second. God. 
Peter Jackson, man. Yeah. All right, Adam. Yeah. What are you watching? I've been watching a new show on Hulu called Reservation Dogs. It is uh, it's a Taika show, isn't it? Taika, yeah, partially. Um, I don't think he's super involved, but he is a producer on it. Um, it's about a group of kids who live on a Native American reservation in Oklahoma, and they do like petty crime because they want to get off the reservation and move to California. And it's like a it's a dramedy basically. It, okay. I, I, I really like it. I think it's really funny. I think it's really well made. Uh, four episodes in. I would recommend checking it out. It's it's cool, uh, and there's not a lot of Native American centered content out there. Almost the entire cast and crew is uh, Native Americans, which is it's cool That's to see. Cool. Yeah. Representation is a cool thing. Yeah, um, and I've really been enjoying it. Um, and um, a more trashy thing, I've also been watching Beast Stars, which is a Netflix anime. Um, so you got have you guys seen Zootopia? Oh yeah. Yeah. So this TV show is Zootopia, but a hundred percent more anime, eighty percent more violent, and a thousand percent more horny. <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> Zootopia was okay. passing horny at the in the first place. You yeah, had but, me at violent. <laughs> yeah. There's a character who is an anthropomorphic deer, and he becomes a mob boss of a mob of lions because he kills the head boss lion. So, All right. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Does he leave wait, a, like wait, a, wait, a wait. horse head in his bed or something? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that'll be in season two. I'm, I've only watched season one. Uh, the main plot is about a a wolf, also also anthropomorphic. They all are who has a sexual attraction to an anthropomorphic rabbit, uh, which is problematic because the prey and predator, and he's trying to figure out if he subconsciously wants to eat her or fuck her. (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. It's it's kind of trashy, but it's well written, and I'm enjoying it, which is about as far as I can say. I don't know. Wait, it's good. Way to way to let it fly. I love it. I love it. All right, Anthony, what are you watching? Yeah, snuck a snuck a movie in this week. Um, the actor director double feature for Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino. Um, fucking classic that movie slaps so hard i hadn't seen it in a while um not sure how well some of the dialogue would hold up maybe if it was written today but for the kind of movie it is i think you could probably get away with it um i think also clint eastwood doesn't give any fucks that's true true. i mean he's fucking probably 90 if because he made that mule movie and it was atrocious 93 right now yeah so i mean he probably just doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks in Hollywood anyway, so he'll just do what he wants. Um, but yeah, that movie is amazing. His performance is great, and the side performances by the other characters who I haven't really, you know, heard of or seen in, in many other things. Um, I thought they all did very well, and it's just a great like coming. I don't even want. It's not a coming of age story, but it's like, you know, he brings this young kid around to help him, you know, kind of basically grow up in like this ghetto part of the city they're living in and it, he really does grow up and eventually helps keep know, him out of trouble him... too right right so it's like he i like it because they learn a lot about each other and especially clint eastwood being like 
in the movie, he's like a Vietnam War veteran, so he's got his beliefs on, you know, this certain type of people. Um, but he definitely comes a long way in the movie and, you know, even learns to embrace them in many different ways, too, in his family. So it's 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 a lot of a lot of great acting, a lot of, you know, lessons to be learned, but also just, yeah, Clint Eastwood just being badass still, even at probably like 80 or however old he was when that movie came out. It's awesome. I gave awesome. it like an eight, 8 out of 10 probably for me. Awesome car, too, of course. Great car. Did, yeah. did you see the trailer for his new movie that comes out like next month? Stop. Is he? He's is he? Going. I swear I saw. Is he like directing that? He, he's directing and starring in it. It's called Cry Macho and it looks terrible. Yeah, I swear to God I saw it, but then I couldn't like find it on IMDb. There's, was... this, there's a shot in the trailer where he like punches someone, but he's like 93, and the person is supposed to be like a like a middle aged gangster, and the guy just like goes down, and it looks like the most unnatural thing I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Oh my God, that's such a terrible name. Cry macho. If I was able to write or direct and you know star in a movie at ninety three, I'd fucking do it's it true. too. Why it's not? True. So would I. So would I. It's it's crazy. It's gonna be a sad. You know he's he's a living icon. I mean those movies from the sixties, you know, were such huge hits, and a lot of them are still they still hold up today. But but it's crazy to think that he's still going. It's unreal. Twenty twenty one. I think we're to the point where he should stop. Yeah. Probably. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Mega hype. This is huge. Hype porn. I want to lead off. This is fine, but this is the moment I've been waiting for All for right. 50 episodes. I'm going to add to it, because guess what? I got a fucking cat. <laughs> That's Congratulations. Thank you. He's um, a cute yeah, little guy. His name, is, his name is Brooks. He fucks. Moving on. Jim, uh, his name is should be Marcus. Oh, damn. <laughs> Cassie would Cassie would have X-nade that probably. She's like, I know what you're doing here. So, so the uh, first thing we got is Spider-Man No Way wait, Home wait, has dropped Jim, a trailer. Wait, 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 wait. Waiting. Wait. Marcus, Marcus raised their prices, guys. Mm. That's not well, that's not hype. My that's shareholder statement says they lost money last year, so I'm not surprised. Fifteen dollars to see a movie. On the weekend, damn. For just a normal movie, one was Free Guy worth wow. it? Fifteen dollars. Yes, it was. But if I'm going to some shit movie for that, oh man, I gotta go on Tuesdays. Sorry, Marcus. Jim, go ahead. I'm sorry. Spider-Man No Way Home, after leaked images from the movie came out, um, has dropped a trailer. Let's talk about the leaked image first. Three different Spider-Men in different costumes standing together. Hell yeah. It's fucking sweet. Hell yeah. We know it's coming. What great trailer, Sony. Good job. It was it was good. Because you didn't really you didn't they did everything without showing shit, really. That's right. They got me hyped, but I feel like maybe either the goblin grenade or Alfred Molina should have been held back for the movie. Especially since they know that leaks are out there in the wild already. So it's not like those were secret very much anyways. I, mean, I didn't think it was too bad though. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't actually show. Anyway. They didn't actually show Defoe. I mean, the laugh was right. enough. But, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was it was all the hype that I needed. You know, I'm I'm probably gonna watch it about twenty more times. You know, just to get me through till December. It's still like four months away. I can't fucking wait that long. I'm putting it out into God. the ether. I'm gonna be 
totally caught up on my MCU watch through before that movie comes out. The podcast fans, I have nine left. I finished Ant-Man and didn't report it to the pod because that movie sucked. The first one? Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the second. That movie has moments that I love, but it's not a cohesive whole, which I guess is probably because they switched directors midway through. Yeah, because Edgar Wright started it, correct? Yeah, and the moments, there are moments you can tell that are Edgar Wright moments that fucking rule. Um, Yeah, that'd be the kind of tone I'd like all the way through, I'd think. Like the scene where he's shrunk down and the toy Thomas the Trank Engine hits him and just bounces off because it's a toy. That that scene makes me laugh every time. But like the rest of the movie is just like, it's okay. I don't know. Right. The end fight put me to sleep because I was so bored. Yeah, and that's a classic issue with comic books of, oh no, the villain has the exact same powers as me. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I think you'll like the second one a little more, Jim. Next time I'm doing Civil War, which I know I like, so I'm pretty excited that that's the next one. Civil War is next Mm -hmm. up for you? Yeah. That's a good one. I should really, I should go back and do that. Just in time for the Spider-Man. And this will be my first time watching Endgame 2 once I finally get to it. I mean, I'll definitely have to rewatch at least the the two Tom Hollands. Fuck it, I might watch all the Spider Man before the fucking new one comes out. Mises. All the way back. Yep, all seven of them. I mean, we did, we did the first one of Sam Raimi's. I I should I can't I've been wanting to watch the second one for months now and I haven't done it yet. How old is Tobey Maguire? What's that? How old is Tobey Maguire? Five. What? Forty-five. Toby? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Do Can't we wait to see him though. Do Do we think they're gonna de-age him, or is it gonna be like middle age Spider-Man? Because I know which I would prefer. I think uh, middle age would be awesome. Me too. I agree. Kind of like yeah. in the Spider Verse, Nick Miller's version of yes. Spider-Man was <laughs> Nick big, it's not Nick Miller, but Jake Johnson. Yeah. Jake Johnson. <laughs> Nick Miller just ingrained in my head. Yes. Yes. But like he was kind of like you know that fat, overweight, you yeah. know, be funny. Now I gotta watch that. They they de-aged Molina even in the trailer. So I didn't like that. I did not like that. Yeah, he looked too fresh. And because the the fact Molina was gonna be in it as Doc Ock had been that's been public. People knew that. Yeah, he did interviews and spoiled it himself. So Um, I want to ask you, Adam, quick. We kind of talked about in the group chat, but the only problem. And maybe, you know, I'm sure they just won't give it away in the trailer, like, their main, you know, reasons for doing things. But, like, did Doctor Strange seem a little too willing to just fuck Dude, with time? okay, come on. Yeah, I, I think it might be bait. I don't know. Well, I know Dude's I'm got a god saying, complex. It's great. I like it. He does have a god complex. Yeah, which is why I could see it. You could see him just be willing to just me- see what he can get away with, you know? Yeah, just yeah he like, spent the first movie, like... like growing into his powers to one degree or another and now that he's got it he's ready to fuck shit up well that is one thing that i saw when i was just scouring internet comments and shit on you know someone made a brought up a good point like we only got the one movie with him and then he got his brief appearances in the avenger movies we really don't have too much character development because what we got in the first one is yes like you guys said him just basically still being a dickhead and just trying to like you know, do whatever he wants, but I don't know. I guess maybe. Well, we will have Multiverse of Madness before this, right? Yes. Is that before or after? I think it's, I think after. it's after. It's after. I think that's March. 
Because I think that so, would be disappointing. I think I'd rather have it be before, but I mean, obviously, they got to do yeah. what they got to do. Um, right. Uh, there is a comic storyline. You're um, right. Multiverse of Madness read. is March 25. Yeah. Um, so there's a comic storyline kind of similar to what's shown in the trailer. I have not read it myself, but I've read about it. And apparently something happens. I think Ant-Man dies, which is not what's happening in the trailer. But basically Peter goes to Doctor Strange and wants him to undo something like in the past. Such as make everyone forget he's Spider-Man. Right. Mm. And uh, what happens is we're going to be back on this theory. Mephisto, the devil in the comics, takes Doctor Strange's place and opens up some sort of like weird alternate timeline. He tricks Peter. Gotcha. So some people think this is going to be an adaption of that storyline. I don't know if I'm convinced. I, I, I think like... I think it's completely possible, plausible that Doctor Strange has a god complex and he just goes for it and fucks up. Right. But I am. There's this is also probably reaching, too. But when you know when you see the part in the trailer when like he's doing the spell and everything explodes or whatever and it gets all purpley, almost looks a lot like Loki mm. in in the you know that house of wherever the fuck what's his face was at the end there. The castle at the yeah, end maybe, of time. Maybe they'll t- tie in some of the Loki show from it. I don't know. Yeah, at least who knows? I think I don't know. There's like that clear moment when Loki and Sylvie are talking to um, Kang. Is it Kang? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Well, the whatever yes, his that version that of Kang. Version. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all confusing, <laughs> but you know he. A lot of people are pointing to like that moment where he like pauses and like kind of realizes something major happened. I I can't wait because they didn't just do that willy nilly. They'll probably show some sort of connection to where that moment happened, and who knows? This could be it. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Doctor Strange was casting his spell at that exact moment, and then the two like powers colliding or something. I don't know. Right. But either way, I'm. This is about as good as trailers I could ask for. Yeah, I think I'm I speak excited. for all of us when I say that we're excited. Yeah, yeah. we are hyped to say <laughs> yes, hyped. to, to fit, fit the, the segment here. Might be. Perfect. Um, so What else are we hyped about, Jim? Zendaya apparently only spent four days filming for Dune. I brought that up just That's because I found it surprising. It's not. Um, so Dune, two-part movie, right? Correct. Zendaya's character does not become a major character or really even show until up until like the like second half of the, the first novel, right? Yes. So if the movie's covering about the first half of the novel, I mean, mm. logical. It's, it's really not that surprising. Right. Like so they they just well, fine then. It's not surprising. It's logical and makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. she's that good. Maybe. I was just going to call her one, one take. Yep. I'm done. Okay, next piece of hype. The Matrix 4 title has been revealed. It is going to be called The Matrix Resurrections. I don't hate it. I actually kind of like the the title. I know, but weren't the other ones like reloaded? Revolutions. Fully reloaded. And what was the other one? Revolutions. Revolutions. Then there was Was the Animatrix. Revolutions. I thought it was Revolutions. It looks like they're just following the same, you know, a new word with an R. Are, are you guys hyped about this? Does anyone care about the Matrix anymore? 
is is the first one is still one of the most amazing movies ever the first one is iconic yeah he is yes they're bringing back like the whole original cast pretty much confirmed revolutions not revelations except for morpheus but i don't know i mean i kind of hyped i like this new you know time of keanu that we're in right now i mean i love yeah. john wick not that it's gonna be a john wick character but i'll i'll he's kind of brought me back in on him so i mean i might yeah. check it out i'm not like super hyped about it because like other than the first matrix was obviously was an amazing movie like i'm not other much a huge fan of the series in in total i don't know yeah two and three were not nearly as good one. you don't want to i think i've never I've like never i saw the first one and it was iconic and i watched the second one and i was like meh and people said the third one was even worse, and I just never bothered. Yeah. I so, mean, honestly, I don't know if... Right, I don't even know if I've seen all of it, either, to, to be 100% frank. So, I guess. We'll see. So, next piece of hype. The new sequel to the Candyman series. Apparently, initial reviews are out, and they are very positive. Um, The Candyman, that came out already? No, like, screeners for out- critics are out. I think it comes out either like technically today, which is Thursday the twenty sixth, or tomorrow Friday. Jordan yeah. Peele wrote it, right? No, it has an eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes with critics right now, with one hundred and thirty five reviews. Okay, well, uh, I'm not exactly like sold on Rotten Tomatoes anymore. They kind of they kind of fucked me with um, uh, the Suicide. That was the first time you've been burned by Rotten Tomatoes. And stop um, saying they burned you. You gave it a score that would add to the positive thing on it too. Yeah, it was better than I five. Gave seven. No, yeah. I gave six. Six. That that's over. That... But that's over fifty or fifty-five percent. So that technically makes it a tomato. It's a positive review. Yeah. So I I see now. So okay. Well then, maybe that's just not credible. What? At all. Yeah, it's, it's you just have like to understand every... what it's telling you. It's not saying yeah. it's ninety-five out of a hundred. Saying ninety-five percent of people said it was liked it more than they hated it yeah 50 percent or whatever (sighs) Whatever i guess i guess that would be pretty high then because it is above a five jim but um yeah okay fine fine uh the last time i got burned by rotten tomatoes anthony and i went to see jigsaw in theaters it was at 65 percent on the critic score and i was like whoa and then I saw it, and I was like, no. Was it really at the time? It was. It was. And I God. was like, get the fuck out of here. Who rated this above a five? Free Guy Come only on, has please. an 82%. That's bullshit. So How there's you 18% of critics out there who think it's less than a five. See, that's kind of why I like to follow the IMDb user review score. Yeah, I like that one the best, I like personally. To, I like to follow the the We've Seen That Podcast Digest. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, we'll science- have to. We'll Science have to publish our like big catalog or something of movies and ratings just so pe- we, people can see what we've done. Yeah, I agree. I and give agree. a give our opinions and recommendations because everybody should take all of our reviews for canon. Right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Next piece of it's hype: true. John Cena returned to WWE temporarily this summer, um, and had a match for the Universal Championship or whatever the fuck it's called at SummerSlam, their pay per view. <laughs> And it gave the highest viewership ever between the fact that it streams on Peacock and WWE Network. I'm I'm confused, okay? Because, honestly, I think the WWE for for years and years and years has pumped out the same old fucking bullshit. 
and somehow fans were fired up because Brock Lesnar came back again for the 19th fucking time. Like, I know, it's, they just it's, recycle it's, the, the old guys. And, and now, I love John Cena, phenomenal wrestler, and like whenever he's in the ring, he's much must-watch, but like it's it's getting old and and i'm gonna throw it out there guys aew give it a watch because that cm punk return was one of the greatest things i've ever seen in pro is that streaming anywhere or is that on tv it's just i mean look it up on youtube just look up cm punk returns and just listen to that fucking crowd because it's in chicago his hometown and people have been clamoring for his return for like six years and it and it finally happened um but I, I just I don't know I'm not WWE it's just the same shit every year and, and it's bad it's really it's a bad. soap opera so, for men yeah I mean but it's still entertainment you know at the end of the day it's it's fun but um, you know John Cena sells that's 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 all I know I mean he when he's on when he's on TV for a match you gotta watch because he's he's a fucking great wrestler always has been and Jim the secret there if he would have won the title would have broke the title for most heavyweight championships so it was a big deal but well yeah because he's had it like 11 times and lost it therefore like 10 16 actually jim regardless also makes him a big time loser for losing it the most times (laughs) he had to go fight in the wars dude i mean he was the marine yeah i know like you know staying on the john cena train peacemaker is apparently going to get his own hbo max show and I mean, it's on hype horn, but I could not give a flying fuck about this. I'll watch I mean, it. They really yeah. need to make a well. They make a show. Yeah. yeah so it's just gonna be him just doing black ops like stuff for what's her face probably. It's what it funny. smells like to me. I mean, it'll be funny, and he'll just kill people. I mean, see, like that's my question. Is like I liked the movie a fair bit more than all of you guys. I I still probably only give it like a seven, maybe an eight on a good day, but. I found John Cena very funny. I know Jim didn't like him. I thought he was great in the movie. But what made him good and what made him funny, in my opinion, was how he played off like Idris Elba and some of the other characters. Yeah, that was If it's just one. him, I could not care less about this show. Like, it, if it's just him, I don't think any of his jokes work. I mean, I guess you have to build a supporting cast around it, but are any of them going to have the chemistry? Like, they can't afford more stars. Like, they've already got to be paying him a ton. Plus, I think Gunn's writing it, and that can't be cheap. Like, James Gunn himself. They should have made a rat catcher show instead. I'd watch that. (laughs) (sighs) That special effects budget would be insane. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for the army of rats. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Ryan Reynolds, and I think John Cena could carry a show like a like a Deadpool esque is maybe what they're gonna try to make this. Um, but the way they already started his character is he's so deadpan humor, and like which was said, funny, which was funny. It's funny because off. of the other characters, right? Exactly, and that's what I was gonna say is like him solo in a show. I don't know if that holds up as well over yeah, an I entire mean, season. I may well, we'll see. Can't I'll check it out. Yet. Watch the first couple episodes, but I'm not super excited. Right, right. (laughs) Let's end high porn on a high note here. Uh, Marvel has dropped the final trailer for The Eternals, which I thought looked pretty sweet. I don't know terribly much about The Eternals, but... That's that's all I was going to say. I don't know Jack Piddly shit about any of these fucking guys, (laughs) but I thought the trailer looked incredible, and I'm I'm pretty pretty excited. Coming out on November 5. 
I'm interested. I don't know. I'm usually the Marvel guy, but I'm honestly not that hyped for this one. Were those I'm more intrigued, I guess, is, is what I would say. Celestial. Yeah. Yeah, those are celestials. We saw, okay. we've seen a dead one in Guardians of the Galaxy, and then, uh, I mean, Peter Quill's dad in the second Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the planet guy. He's Ego. A celestial. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead too now, I guess. Um, I think we've seen one other one. I don't know. At some point. Yeah. yeah because that seems to be like what might be the quote-unquote villain of the movie maybe seems to be it seems like they were like taking orders from it which i mean seems like there might be a twist there where it ends up being the villain right interesting i don't know i just thought like visually it looked different yeah there was a lot of like wide open big landscape Mm -hmm. shots you know when they like i don't know is that because chloe zhao is working on it i haven't seen her one other movie yet Chloe Zhao right. is directing it, and she directed Nomadland, which I also haven't seen, but I've seen the screenshots and everything, and it looked beautiful, and it won Best uh, Cinematography last year, the wow. Oscars. Right, so I wonder if that has something to do with it. I thought, yeah. it, looked, I thought it looked visually stunning, so I, that's why I, where I was kind of drawn to it more than anything, really. And the cast looks pretty good and fun, yeah, so yeah. we'll see. I do want to call out uh, Kumail Nanjiani got super jacked for this movie and then on the trailer he just had like finger lasers that's <laughs> got right so I jacked. pictures came out he was huge <laughs> and then his powers are just like shooting finger lasers which he doesn't need to be jacked at all for yeah oh well what are you gonna do at least he's healthy now that's it i just need to go join a marvel movie and just well speaking of visually stunning should we talk fellowship of the ring i think we should I think we should, Jim. God. What a fucking Can, can we just give our scores now? Um I mean we'll we wanna just round we'll table it. it. I mean I I I'm spoiler alert, you can probably just guess what I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, mine too. So, <laughs> a five. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's wow. a one, it's insulting. Oh yeah. wow. I well I'm curious to see Jim. He may be different. I'm not sure. As in the only one not to give it a ten? Let me say very simply, this is my least favorite of the original trilogy. That does not mean that I do not love it. It is a, an amazing movie. I do like well, two better. Well, let's let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, let's start. Jim, do you want to read the Wikipedia? Oh God! Oh Christ! We I forgot this. we were on Wikipedia. Amazing. Ah. So vamp for a minute. Uh, well, um, this movie is about rings. And there's a ring to rule them all. Uh, yeah. We start off with the battle for Middle Earth um, between. Okay, I have it now. It's a long one though. Just... The Lord of the Rings: okay. The Fellowship of the Ring is a 2001 epic fantasy adventure film directed by Peter Jackson, based on the 1954 novel The Fellowship of the Ring, the first volume of J.R.R. Tolkien's yes. Lord of the Rings. The film is the first installment of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It was produced by Barry M. Osborne, Jackson, Fran Walsh and Tim Sanders, and written by Walsh, Philippa Boyens, and Jackson. The film features an ensemble cast, including Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, John Reese davies Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, Sean Bean, Ian Holm, and Andy Serkis. It was followed in 2002 by The Two Towers, and in 2003 by The Return of the King. So that doesn't talk fuck okay. about what the movie's, you know... 
So we're going to cancel the Wikipedia reading. Uh, that's the last Okay, it's one <laughs> sentence on IMDb, so we'll hit it quick. A meek hobbit yeah, from the Shire and eight companions set out on a journey to destroy the powerful One Ring and save Middle-earth from the Dark Lord Sauron. That's Love better. It. That's a way better synopsis. Better. It's concise. Um, seeing as it actually is a synopsis. With, fill that one sentence in with three and a half hours three hours and like 40 minutes if you're watching the extended versions i guess um, and if you're not you shouldn't be watching it if yeah, you noticed anthony on your hbo i was watching the extended version and wasted four hours of my life Holy wasted shit. yeah you watch your mouth it, but i'm just four hours is so long <laughs> like i started it's, it and was like it's Holy a full shit. hour longer than the theatrical cut I don't even know what wasn't in the theatrical cut either. That's how dumb I feel. This one is oh, the most jarring the to me because this on DVD, this is the only one that I had the theatrical cut of. I had the extended versions of two and three, which is probably why I like them better than the first one. Is the extended version on HBO, is there a more extended version of that? No, that is Not the that maximum. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's start in the Shire. Because we, op- well, no, do we need to start with the backstory? Probably should. I just, I just, I just want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah. We just read the IMDb and the Wikipedia, and we're about to, like, kind of explain what this movie is about. If you have not seen this movie, just turn off go this podcast yourself. and go watch it. Like, no, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, and and don't forget to come back and listen the... to this pod that just told you to yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yes. But, but like it's one of the greatest movies of all time like it's you don't need so to listen funny. to us talk about it if you haven't seen it just go watch it um, i mean and i know it's four hours but like and if you don't like it i don't like you <laughs> yeah if you don't like this movie I mean, it's going to be a long four hours and that's the only thing i've ever heard anyone ever complain about it is that it's too long okay well, like sorry we need to tell a story well, well exactly and like honestly when i go to a movie i literally it's usually when i have nothing else to do so fuck it park me in the theater if it's good for three hours i don't care because i'm there to watch it you know i paid the money you might as well get the most out of it i saw return of the king four times in theaters i'm pretty sure i was up there the only thing is when they get that long i want an intermission so i don't miss things while i pee true i mean if it's getting you know, the Return of the King theatrical cut itself is like three and a half mm-hmm. hours, I think. Two so, VHS tapes. Seriously. Yeah. I know. So, but anyway, yeah. Uh, beginning, we open with the battle from Middle-Earth, which explains the the whole, you know, there were, how many rings was it? Eleven? Was it eleven? Uh, it's nine, nine. Nine for men. Nine. No, three, three each. for the elves. Right. No, three for the elves, nine for the men, and like five, seven five for, for the, the dwarves. dwarves. Five, seven for the dwarves. Five or seven for the dwarves. Oh, and then um, the one. And then Sauron. Ele- but they were all of them deceived. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I want to talk about quickly is like not much of a big prologue guy, but that Kate Blanchett's voiceover and like everything you see is like the perfect start to this story. It's all you need to know. It gives you just enough when information she, to know where we're going. It is. Want to know a couple says, things about trivia about the prologue? Yeah. A couple of fun facts. One, yes. the studio gave Peter Jackson a two-minute time limit for the prologue. The final cut is seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they recorded the entire prologue three times. Once with Frodo, once with Gandalf, and once with 
Galadriel. And then, uh, because neither Frodo or Gandalf would have been there, um, even though Galadriel was not there herself, they decided it was the best fit because like, it highlighted how old the elves were and stuff. Well, and I mean, thank God it wasn't Gandalf because every S word, it'd just be... You know, like, I mean, I love Gandalf, great character, but you gotta watch this movie with subtitles on, man. Like, it's fucking tough when he talks. Some of like, it. Well, and Gimli's, Gimli's we... got a hell of an accent, too. Yeah. 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 If we ever, you know, when we get to, like, talking about certain favorite parts of this movie which i think all this is really going to turn into you know we'll just highlight some of our favorite arcs and and scenes and set pieces but like i still to this day do not know what he fucking really says to them when he's about to fall off the ledge is it is does he it say run? flee does he say flee you fools or no, he does says he... fly yeah i'm pretty sure it's fly, fly. You fools. yeah okay really? which will make makes more sense i guess now when i but it, I always huh. could never. <laughs> I don't know why you would ever. I don't know. I could never. Basically, just means know what run as fast as you can as if you were flying. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alright. I, mean, I thought he always said, like, trouble, you fool. Something weird. I Something don't know. that it just did, like didn't make any syllables. sense. Yeah, yeah, right? That's I mean, what I mean. <laughs> I mean, um, from there, we can kind of just start with. Uh, Bilbo had the ring because a hobbit found it. I, I love that part in the prologue, too. Like, uh, the oddest character. It, you know, a hobbit. Yeah, it's just like, fuck them. Um, and it doesn't look but, anything like Martin Short when he gets the uh, ring. Correct. Well, they didn't know it was going to be Martin yeah, Short. It was like yeah. 15 years before that. I'll take any <laughs> chance to hate on those hobbit movies, though, so... Yes, well, don't hate go. on Martin Martin Short. That's not he was the best part of those movies. He is. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Okay. Well, um, when we start in the the Shire, uh, uh, Bilbo's birthday is here. His 111th birthday, right? 111. Yes. Because right. is it because the the ring, ring does extend your life? Longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And and you know, Bilbo's kind of the first sign we see where you know the ring really does corrupt uh people first we did see that isildur was corrupted by the ring and uh we will learn eventually that he refused to destroy the ring in mount doom um, bastard was standing right got, there i kind of got pretty fucked up with that because i thought for some reason that scene was at the beginning and then it was in the middle and i was like man i haven't seen this movie in a while yeah elrond flashes back to it doesn't he yeah, 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 he tells the story again, kind of. Um, Dude, yeah. okay, let's let's not let Elrond off the hook there, though. Why didn't he just pick Isildur's ass up and drive into the fucking lava? Like, he just let him go. Elrond Modern. is a watcher. He he doesn't like to get involved <laughs> in things. Right. Yeah. You mean, he's, you mean he's a bitch? Sure. Well, he did fight in the Great War and now it's technically over even though they didn't destroy the ring so picture it didn't happen well i mean he was there was peace quote unquote for 2000 years after it's that cuz they couldn't find that damn ring sitting <laughs> i know smeagol carried it away for 500 years that always just amazes me too <laughs> yeah and and he, and he started as a human but then just turned into this little wow looking yeah thing. a hobbit um not so, so hob- different from a hobbit hob- yeah uh, a couple things from the beginning scene with the Shire, um, when Frodo's in the cart with Gandalf, when Gandalf's introduced, you gotta love the 
keep your secrets. It's wow, a great meme. It's an amazing yeah, meme. Phenomenal meme. There's yeah. a lot of good memes in this uh, movie, I feel like. Because you've oh, got yeah. that. You've got one to simply not go into Mordor. <laughs> That's um, Even though people use the wrong screen cap yeah. for that. The line is like when he's got his hand over his eyes instead of like holding his hand up to the side. Right. Dude, I'm going to get smoked in trivia. I'm going to get killed. Um, I feel like I'm talking too much because I don't know the I don't know the lore as well as you guys do. I just don't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take over a little bit for more parts in the Shire. I fucking love the firework that turns into a dragon. That's pretty <gasps> fucking sweet. But that is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, and always I mean, love the antics of Mary and Pip. Just the yeah. perfect amount of comedic relief throughout the entire movie. Yeah. I guess I have a I major just... question about this movie. What's the oh. villain for this movie? What or who? I would say Saruman. Uh, so this movie almost feels like two movies, which I don't think is a problem, but you could take it. So you have the first quote-unquote movie of the opening all the way until they get to Rivendell. In which case the wraiths are the villains then. In which case the wraiths, the ring wraiths are the villains. And then you have almost a second entire arc of a movie after they leave Rivendell until the end, in which you would argue Saruman and, by extension, his Urukai are the villains. Right. And it's interesting to note, too, because they even, that's where they drop the title of the movie. Because I think at the beginning, you only see the Lord of the Rings in, like, the title sequence. But then Elrond proclaims them the Fellowship of the Ring, and then you get, like, that second half, like we're talking about, with the nine of them going out on the That line is what gives you the energy to push through and watch the movie in one sitting when you do it. It does, because the music picks up. I mean, we can do this right now, too, if we want. Um, The greatest top top three scores of all time in these movies. I mean, it's just... It's so perfect. When I go traveling, something from Lord of the Rings always makes it onto the travel playlist because it makes you want to go on a quest or an adventure every single time. Yeah, Scott. Ri- Riders of Rohan is on my workout playlist, so beat that. I mean, <laughs> Scott sees me on Spotify listening to like the Bridge of Khazad-dûm <laughs> or something. Like. <laughs> it's also right. great study music. <laughs> it's awesome. I loved it. Oh, man. It's... I don't know. Like I said, I just I think right away too visually, like even just the Shire, just everything holds up for the most part. I mean, like you can see certain parts of CGI, like maybe in the beginning battle, but even that doesn't look terrible. Like that could be made today. Well, I mean, the thing is, well, like it's not because it's super obvious. It's really just to duplicate to make more people, you know. Right. And that's generally when the CGI is used in th- this trilogy of movies is to duplicate people, just crowds. And- Right, and not entire fucking characters like the orcs in the Hobbit series, yeah. which I just couldn't stand. And even the like, characters well, who are fully CGI, like the Cave Troll in Moria or the ba- the Balrog in Moria, they're so like big and supernatural and monstrous, and the effects are pretty good for 2001, that they're not that off-putting. Right. Well, and thank the country of New Zealand, because fuck, man, it mm. is just beautiful. gorgeous. I mean, every scene... And, and also, I, I was pointing this out to Cassie, drones didn't exist in 2001, so somebody's helicopter ass was helicopter shots, yeah. shooting all that, and the cameras weren't as good either, and it's just, it's phenomenal. Like, those scenes in the mountains with all the snow, it's amazing. Like, I geek out I don't, over that shit. This is, it's such a stupid, pointless, 
you know it's not pointless you know it's it's kind of a little tense moment but my honestly one of my favorite shots in this movie is when they're climbing the snow mountain at first in the daylight and frodo falls and rolls down and boromir picks up the ring but like before he does you get that shot of like the ring in the forefront like just glistening in the snow and it's like in 4k it looks so fucking good something. trivia moment about that shot and most of the shots were for trivia just so you know (laughs) we're we're fucked almost every moment where the ring is not on and they do a close-up shot like that one in the snow it's like six or seven inches across it's like huge and then they put the camera right next to it to make it look like even bigger so they could keep keep the camera focused on both the, the ring which looks huge and is catching the light better of the sun and glistens like that and then yeah. the characters in the background still stay in focus because it doesn't have to focus on a tiny ring my favorite part about that scene is the look on both frodo and aragorn's face as boromir walks up to the ring just looking absolutely well, terrified and and part of part of my what i wanted to talk about was how well, much go I ahead love the we yeah, have plenty I, to just go ahead. Well, we got I love the character do. of Boromir because I feel like for what this movie is trying to portray, which is the power of the ring, we have a phenomenal example throughout the movie of how it can corrupt a man. And, and yet, at the end of it, he was able to overcome that. And I know in certain times in this movie, we're like, God, Boromir's being a real fuck. It just gonna make an argument like, he didn't overcome this... it. Frodo put it on and ran away from him. Okay, Jim. I think he overcame it in the seconds took before three that happened. Fucking arrows to the chest and just kept fighting for that ring, dude. Like, come on. I would argue that the shame he displays afterwards. Yeah. Shows well, that I'm he so deathbed shame dude, fixes what... everything. Oh, fuck you, Jim. <laughs> Because I I like to argue that Boromir is the villain of the second movie that's in this movie. I think oh you could make that argument. I he's got the greatest redemption in the end, though. Like the most honorable death, you can die. Like he's defending the two other hobbits. Why would he do that? It's more honorable than if the other six people defending the hobbits. What? When did when did Aragorn and Legolas? Def- well, okay, yes, Aragorn did, but like Gimli and Legolas just kind of showed up. Uh, you're upset because it's true their separation is what is what fucked him because everybody was so spread out you know in the woods there but i don't know it's like it's just the two different dynamics it's like aragorn was able to let let frodo go quote unquote without making a move on the ring and boromir you know couldn't see past you know the the you know the end the corruption or you know the the thrill of perhaps being it trying to use it for good but in the end you know we find out you know we've been told the, the whole movie up to this point that that's really impossible because it's made out well of yeah it's evil. the darth vader question well, your motivations don't necessarily matter if you do some evil anyways let's talk right. about that then if aragorn had to stick around the ring he probably would have been fucked more than likely like he, it would have overcome him eventually it's possible well, the, the whole reason when frodo offers to be the one to carry it no one really argues is because elrond had already pointed out that frodo showed a unusual resistance to the to yeah. the pulls of the ring right. like they all know maybe boromir knows but doesn't want to admit that if they used it it would corrupt them and they would 
use it for evil in some way, even if they didn't intend it, as Gandalf states at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. They all know that, but they recognize that Frodo won't for some reason, so they go yeah. along with Well, it. at one point, I yeah. think in this movie, Frodo offers it to Aragorn, doesn't he? And then Aragorn just walks up to him and closes Frodo's hand around it, and I love yes. that scene. Absolutely fucking love right it. Right before the battle. Right before the battle, too. And, and yeah, that's a great scene. I just, I just love the story of Boromir because, to me, it's realistic for any man in the story. Obviously, Aragorn was meant to be the king, and he could resist that. I don't think any other man in the story could. And that's, he, that's what I love about it so much. He, you know? Because Aragorn is kind of different. He's the king. He's yeah. the, the chosen one. Yes. Um, it's got the blood Boromir of Numenor. Is the, yeah, Boromir is the one in the Fellowship representing men the race of men because there's at least one representative of every race of middle earth i guess except orcs but fuck the orcs fuck them them. so it makes sense that his storyline is gandalf and elrond they were saying they had that whole discussion about the elves are leaving the dwarves just hide in their mountains we trust the future to the race of men so his whole storyline is are men worthy They've shown such corruption in the past. Elrond doesn't think they can do it. Gandalf says there's still hope. And in the very last second, Boromir, he, he symbolizes that hope. That they'll make right. mistakes, but they'll make it right in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and we get reminded that too the whole time with, you know, going back to Aragorn's being this quote-unquote chosen one. I mean, he's told, Arwen says it multiple times, you know, you are a sealed yours heir not Isildur himself so yes he's got the bloodline but he is sort of this you know almost I mean and his bloodline uh, is corrupted by it too like Isildur himself so right so he but like you guys said too he is like somewhat this outlier from like men and I like how you said Adam like the one to represent man in this group of characters is probably Boromir and I do also like like yes the show's the bad side and, and you know the years of corruption that have led basically to this moment now with you know um the guy not destroying it in the beginning but he is able to redeem himself in some way and like that shows that there is still some hope that i think they try to kind of attach to for the rest of you know the rest of the trilogy at least because it is in it is in men we must face our trust or place our trust <laughs> and then yeah Elrond just kind of laughs it off but you know this is a good sign at least one thing i noticed on this watch through that i for whatever reason haven't ever quite picked up on before was aragorn has a definite arc where he goes from not wanting to be king in rivendell to like as he's talking to boromir as he's laying there dying he's talking about our people and you know the white city won't fall and it really to me I read that as like he's finally throughout the course of the movie accepted that that's where his story will have to end even though he doesn't necessarily want it and that's what makes him probably the best king is that he doesn't want to be king i've i've had many pictures anthony is holding an actual replica of aragorn's sword right this now this is fucking sick that was broken yes um back in the day when i was really drunk i took a picture with that which is horrifying to think like i'm just wielding that's it is heavy as fuck too (laughs) i think that's so cool man 50 i think it's like 56 inches long that is sick yeah something it's dirty but it's awesome 
And, and Jim, to go off what you just said, I think it's because, you know, Boromir showed that fight that Aragorn was like, yeah, I do want to defend these people. You know, like, it wasn't just... Obviously, he learned along the way to, like, help Frodo out and whatnot, and, like, this needs to get done. But he saw the fight that men still have, so Boromir helped him along the way. The so-called villain of your movie helped him become this king. Well, I think his full... I wouldn't necessarily disagree with Jim entirely, but I think to say that he doesn't really come full circle, I, I have to somewhat disagree because it really in his last dying words when he calls him my king you're kind yeah. of just like all right this, cool. this, yeah, yeah this i know i want to let literally... bygones be bygones but i can't <laughs> yeah why what did he do that was so bad that hurt you he Jim? tried to take the ring from frodo we're not arguing <laughs> he's a perfect person men. like that's the that's why i love his story is because it does prove that not everyone's a perfect person like that's what my favorite part about his arc is it's like we all fuck up, but, like, you hope to be good in the end. And he doesn't need to be perfect, but that doesn't so make great. him not the villain. I, I don't... I, I'll just, take that argument. Just, That's fine. I just think it's a well, a, amazingly written story and one of the best character arcs, even if he is the And in no way disagreeing with you on that, I don't think. I just don't think okay. that shame as you're laying there bleeding and dying makes up for what you've done. Yeah. Um, not completely no I, I don't think i would ever argue that either right and that's yes, my biggest I, point I, I think we might be arguing semantics at this point we might be i agree <laughs> I, oh, fuck. you ruined yeah. my part jim you ruined my guy i fucking love boromir like he, he represents i feel like he represents myself because i fucked up plenty in life and i hope to be on the good side in the end but like i'm gonna do dumb shit i'm gonna probably try to steal a ring every now and then like yeah. that's life so, but in the end, as long as you're taking three arrows for Mary and Pippin, dude, fuck, God, the way he took the arrows too and just fucking kept going—that is the, that's like the oh. worst, most brutal arrow shots yeah. in any movie I've ever seen. And it's then it's the most, it's the most brutal death, and they're fucking thick ass arrows series. too. Oh my God! And then oh. like, to it makes me cringe to think what would have happened had Aragorn not shown up. Like he was gonna like put one of those point blank like to his face he's gonna like, stick out the back of his right head to him. it's like good god it's so brutal oh man i don't Scott, know i that... am gonna say that is not the most brutal death denethor oh jesus yep. on Which fire run oh, off yeah. and the third yeah. one when he yeah, runs off yeah. the fucking white city that that is a great death though like that third one you wanted that guy to fucking die he's True. such a hateable character that's Boromir's yes. dad yeah uh, the steward of Gondor he's not a king Gondor has yeah. a king yeah my son is dead <laughs> yeah. he just goes crazy bring wood Guys, and oil I'm gonna fucking watch all the movies that's, tonight that's god for damn a, it that's for another pod we'll get uh, there we'll I'm get gonna there. watch them all tonight probably is gonna happen that'll by this trajectory that'll be episode 150 i'm sure <laughs> we'll just do it every well, i think we already said we were gonna do that 100 and 150 are gonna be two and three so i guess we're committed for two more years fair enough at least at least um, like i don't even know what else to talk about i just love every moment of this movie so much like i don't yeah basically this is just gonna be us like just right spitball uh, orgasming all over this movie which is fine and we've kind of talked about Bor. I want to bring up one character, and this kind of goes throughout the entire 
trilogy too almost because but there he has definitely has his moments and obviously in this one he gets his biggest moment in my opinion in the trilogy but like do they cap the wizards a little bit i feel like you don't get to see their full power i don't know like gandalf fights the balrog obviously is epic and he's probably the only one that had any obviously the only one that had any chance because you needed magic really to to try to at least hold it off but so other than that um do we get a better backstory between like the relationship between saruman and gandalf is that ever is it in the books or you know like are they just not in the main books there are other spin-off novels yeah Okay. okay because i mean i would i would like to know you know obviously they seem to be almost friends you know when when they first meet i think that fight was probably one of the more disappointing ones of the movie you know it it was good but it wasn't like yeah you know the the special effects didn't work that well Uh, well i just i like it's another product of hollywood too like that's not a quote-unquote fight in the books like basically they just magic in lord of the rings world generally is not like throwing spellities at each other it's right. like a, a whole mental thing like I, as far we, as i recall did. in the books they, they're not like but they get like, it's like a battle of wills in the movie and stuff and like getting flipped over and stuff but in the books it's more just like a battle of wills of them just staring at each other and then saruman wins and gandalf is locked I, up I would have rather had that, honestly. Yeah. Like, I didn't need this spinning on the floor shit. Well, and... I'm glad they went almost a more subdued type of magic, kind of like Adam was describing. Like, I'm glad they didn't yeah. just start throwing fireballs at each other, because in 2001, yeah. it probably wouldn't have looked that great. So I mean, it already least... doesn't look that great with the spinning on the floor shit. So right. it's pretty rough. Right. So, pretty I mean, rough. I think at least for that decision, they made the right one, you know? Yeah. But boy, I'll tell you, when you're on top of that tower man that's just like it makes you feel anxious when absolutely you're like oh god fuck. holding like, him over the edge he's entirely he too close to the only, edge he can only watch as orcs are just being created too it's like it's a pretty uncomfortable scene so it's like the best way to outcast the the mr gandalf but uh then you also learn his power of bird uh talking to moths yeah, yeah. So, and then he, bringing I, the eagles. He tells the moth to go get the eagle, yeah. God, that's so fucking cool. Those eagles are so cool. God. Can so, you imagine if you could just jump on a bird like that? Like, I gotta get going. Like, here's my bird. Gotta go. So it was cool. interesting. Um, I was playing this one Lord of the Rings game called War in the North. And okay. you play as, like, a bunch of side characters. You don't really play... You play as a different, like, elf a ranger and a dwarf it's like the same fellowship but it's like a different characters yeah right they're like fighting in different regions essentially than where the main where the main fellowship is and you run into they actually meet up in rivendell with like quote unquote the main Uh, fellowship and you mm -hmm. there's eagles there and you can like talk to them and they (laughs) kind of like it was well it was cool because you everyone always asks like why are the the eagles are so op and they don't they could just fly and drop the ring in the fucking the eagles, like, in the game describe how they're, like, f- doing their own, like, trying to protect themselves in their own fights and stuff. Like, it was kind of cool. Like, I actually learned, you know, maybe why you can't just fly on the eagles the entire journey. That's a sweet speaking, expansion of the lore. Speaking, I hate that yeah. plot. I hate that quote-unquote plot hole. It's so yeah. stupid. Right. But, I mean, speaking of games, though, 
Boy, did these make some. <laughs> oh fuck, we played these for oh, hours. God. Not the first so, one. Two Towers is where you finally got to play. Yep. Two but, Towers is a blast. But man. Two Towers oh. allowed you to play from, like, from it was like from Moria though on through the yeah. Two Towers because you could. I remember there was missions in Moria that you could do, or at least the yeah. water. You got to fight the water monster, but <laughs> Helm's Deep's gonna take you a couple of fucking days. Like that's just a just plot 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 it's amazing those games were awesome we had so much fun doing yeah that. we did like, oh fuck but um i mean i i would also like to talk about just the scene in the mines of moria because it's so it's so fun that gimli the entire time's like my cousin you know he's gonna give us hospitality and, and they finally get into this mine everybody's just fucking slaughtered well, and maybe, they have you know, been for a long time well, i was gonna say maybe adam would know why would Gandalf not say anything? Right. I think maybe he was hoping there were survivors. Okay. I suppose. Um, did, did they get killed by orcs or the goblins? Looks like goblins moved in. And yeah, there's arrows and a bunch in, of them. And the, and the Balrog was there. Yeah. So Gandalf knew about the Balrog. I don't know that he knew about the goblins. Right. Which may, may have led to him hoping that there were some survivors sure couple couple things about that scene um again talking about building a lot of anxiety when he fucking knocks that dude's head down the well and it's just clang 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 Mm -hmm. oh it's just so good and then the whole body falls and you just see gandalf and everybody looking at i I think it's um pippin who, or is yeah, it Mary? It's think, Pippin. Uh, fool of a yeah, Took. and he's just, and <laughs> fool of a Took, and and then the bell, the the drums start pounding. You're just like, we're fucking on right now. But right after out, Gandalf was reading the journal as the the dwarves died, or he's like drums in the deep. Yeah, is mm-hmm. oh, uh, that was but, one of the coolest. Out, fucking love see, Ian McKellen. It turns out to be orcs. It turns out to be orcs though, which wasn't who killed these guys, right? It was the goblins uh, that did. I, or was it the orcs? I think they were both there. Because doesn't well, I, Frodo's sword I think, glow, I believe? Yeah. yeah. Which means orcs. Yep. But, well, that's what Bilbo uh, says, but I don't know if it does it for both or not. If we're Dude, the, let's talk about the... Let's talk the Lord of the Rings sh- universe has a weird distinction between orcs and goblins. It's never super clear what the distinction is, or if they're ever, them, like, we can, together. We can put them together. We can put them together. I mean, they're yeah. both fucking losers. But like, let's talk, let's talk about the scene when Boromir's at the door and that fucking arrow flies in. You're oh, and then he says they, they have, have a cave, yeah, exactly. They, they have a cave troll. <laughs> that's just like then, what the fuck. It's just the oh, sweetest God, little comedic true. beat before the fight starts. Oh, and, yeah, man. and and you get your first action since um, uh, Aragorn the wraiths, the Nazgul's wraiths, not the Nazgul. Jesus. Yes, it is the Nazgul. Well, it is the they're the same, I believe. They're not on the Nazgul yes. creatures. Nazgul's the animal. Yes, no. yes. No? No. Shit. Whatever. Um, but I will say, when when fucking Frodo gets stabbed, God, he just, just cries like a little bitch. Which time? When, he got stabbed when the, when the, by a stabbed twice in Blade. Gets, yeah. Oh, yeah. that... That... That is pretty cringy. A giant spear. Oh. Like I don't know. Yeah, just, well, because Mithra, they like, try and make it look it like strong. it's penetrated him too. So it's like, right. you know, even if it's Which poked hole? the uh, the mithril, like if it <laughs> continues into him, that would cause damage of some sort. 
Right. It's really wood. Um, yeah, but I mean that does show kind of how cool that Mithro is, which is created by the elves, correct? Or it's dwarves? mined by the dwarves. 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 Not in the theatrical a... cut. That explanation. Yeah. Well, um, Gandalf makes a uh, comment even that he never told Bilbo, but it's worth more than the entire Shire. That one shirt. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's crazy. Well, and and a, and a big part of this entire movie, obviously, is like the dwarves and elves hate each other. Um, I don't really know where men stand on that fight. It's just kind of this mild racism amongst together. the three races. Yeah, but it's all about coming together for the greater good, which is which is was so awesome. Um, but that leads to the Belrog. I mean, that's so. It's so cool. It's like, epic. That Very cool. that whole scene when you when it just growls the first time and all the orcs are like, "Fuck, you are just like, oh shit." For it's as gone. for as great as the ending is, and I I I probably even like it or enjoy it, I guess to a degree more, especially when Aragorn like sends Frodo away, turns around, and you get that sick slow motion camera shot of him turning around and just pulling the sword up to his face and like attacking like 300 of them at once as great as that is i'd say that i don't know maybe you guys will disagree but i think people tend to the most iconic moment of this first movie is gandalf fighting the Balrog. absolutely i like it yeah the staff in one hand the sword in the other yeah it's and and the most quoted line of any of these three movies too yeah you shall not pass yeah true and it and and like in the movie even though that's like a a comedic thing now in the movie it fucking hits hard because this thing is it just jumps up on the path and you're like oh we are fucked because it's huge and it's like a demon or something Mm -hmm. it's fucking it's fucked up but yeah i i i think the minds of moria scene moria scene is probably my favorite of the entire i I can see i have no problem definitely in a great pick because while Gandalf has died, like as Aragorn's, you know, walking through the path still, arrows are like flying by his head and he's dodging death by like three millimeters <laughs> as like these orcs are trying to fucking kill him still. And, you know, it, it's it's a great scene. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with that. But from there, you just, I mean, for the next like hour, you're getting a lot of beautiful shots of New Zealand, basically. Um, I, I think the the elves palace or whatever that's got to be CGI right? Yeah, uh, maybe the panning shot. A lot shot. of it is trees built out of rubber, um, but but some wow. of it some of it is CGI. Yeah. Dude, this I, guy's gonna kill us in trivia. Well, I'm just keep saying it. that scene. You know, the entire time spent there, you, you get a lot more in the extended version. But like, just to kind of quickly elaborate, like we get so much quote-unquote like trying to think of the word for it like premonition or like you know what you think what is going to happen because you see boromir can barely stand it there because he's kind of she we find out she like can speak within your mind and you know that's kind of her thing and he's what he's basically being told that he's gonna fuck up so he knows it ahead of time almost but still can't overcome it you know at least to the end but 
And you get that example with Frodo, and it's so awesome because she's like just talking, and then he hears something different. While like it's so it's so cool. Um, yeah. And then I I I love the line of the other elf. Tell me where is Gandalf? For I'd really like to speak with him. <laughs> oh, he's fucking dead, dude. God. Yeah. How did he survive that? Well, you find okay. out in the second one. I right know. Away. It's awesome. It's great. It's great. The white the white wizard now instead of the gray. Gotta love it. Um, epic. I mean, man, the elves are hot. I'm just gonna say it. You know, they're just an attractive race. I, mean, sure. I was gonna say Arwen looks her best in this movie, specifically yeah. mm-hmm. when she first arrives and then riding, you know, to save Frodo. I think that's when she's at her best. And it doesn't exactly help that like Orlando Bloom's character is just cool as fuck, and it's Orlando Bloom. Like, it's, it's just not fair to the rest guy. of them. Right. I mean, obviously, I'm Aragorn could get it too because you know. But dude, he talks so quiet. He's a little old for you. He's like eighty. That's true. He's yeah. He's like he's eighty in this movie. Uh, I would have got that trivia question right. Real, I'm screwed. I'm so (laughs) screwed. Um, I do want to talk about to the battle with the Urukai though because the Urukai are fucking badass. Yeah, they are. Because swords, they're bred to be badass. and it's real people. Yeah. That's the yeah. part I just can't. The amount a bunch of makeup and stuff of effort. I mean, they clearly just took the easy way out with the Hobbit trilogy, but like these, uh, just they just won't ever be matched. I mean, it's just. Well, you already said it. When Aragorn turns to the mask, Fuck. like that, that scene, you're just like, it's time to go. Pumped, because... and he's just got the look in his eye, and he doesn't even give a fuck, and he kills like fifty of them before anybody shows up. Like when he, not, when he deflects that knife thing. throw. Yeah, oh, badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then you've got Legolas shooting an arrow, and then the other or- uh, Urukai running directly into it, double kill. <laughs> then he takes the arrow, stabs it into the other guy. Like, that's when you fall in love with Legolas right there. I mean, it's yeah. just, as a kid, you're like, this guy's the coolest fucking killer of all time. But you don't get enough of Gimli's kills in this movie. I There's not like. many. Uh, Gimli doesn't have a lot to do here. No, no. It's a lot yeah. of... I don't know. He's probably better in close quarters. It's kind Honestly, of other than in combat, Legolas doesn't get a lot to do in this movie either. No, just um, like you can. It's, see it's his hard to involve all nine of them when they're all together. Like, yeah, having that many people interjecting on conversations or showing them off, like in combat, it had to have been hard. They had to make yeah. choices. One of my favorite tri- trivia things about this movie is when they're all going up the mountain in the snow. Everyone is waist deep in the snow except for Legolas because elves are light of foot and he's the only one like walking on top of the snow somehow. And I think it's fucking sweet. Completely overlooked normally. Right. That's just, yeah, it's just another neat detail that they don't forget to like put in there. Um, Yeah, it's a good point. Like, because clearly in the second movie, you know, like when they're split up. Yeah. They can do a lot more because they don't have to split between mm -hmm. all the dynamic we get between the three of them you know aragorn legolas and gimli their their character their development everything just evolves much yeah that's where the gimli legolas friendship blossoms right Mm -hmm. well and 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 that's where this ending of this movie this is probably a great time for it splits it out so perfectly like merry and pippin got taken by the urukai so they're kind of on their own and continue their shtick as they go um Sam and Frodo. This is to me, to me. This is like the best friendship moment of the entire series. Is when 
Sam is running after Frodo. Frodo does not want him to come because, like, it's too dangerous, according to Frodo. Sam starts running in the water to catch up with him and starts drowning. And and, and it's just, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I really love that, too, but my favorite moment is when Sam says, I can't carry the ring for you, but I can carry you, and then carries Frodo up the side of Mountain Doom. Uh, That's probably the best friendship moment. Yeah, that's the best friendship moment of the trilogy, but this is certainly the best one of this movie, without a doubt. Well, what about when he says, uh, I'm going to Mordor alone, alone," and he goes, of course you are, but I'm coming with you. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. (laughs) That's a good line. Well, like, that's just, though, it is absurd for Frodo to think he can literally go by himself. Yeah, like I mean, but also it makes sense because he's seen like what this ring can do, and he doesn't want it to happen. To well, I, that's to. that is the whole reason why he but, yeah. wanted to leave them. Yeah, um, yeah. It's ridiculous that he thinks he can or should, but because he thinks he can or should is the reason he's a great character. Yeah, right. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, and so you get that split off, and then you come back to Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, where this friendship bond kind of forms when. It, it like Aragorn kind of pumps them up and says, "Let's go kill some orcs." And you're just great like, line. Oh, "Let's fucking go!" And Gimli's just like, Argh. and they just and that's run get, and run just and run. run. First we gotta first we gotta take a break and give Boromir a burial. Oh, yeah, wow. send him over a waterfall. Pretty sweet. Yeah. And Aragorn Get just uh, loots his body first, puts on his bracers. Fucking love that. That is, because, yeah, because you get Legolas in the background, you know, racing to the boat, you know, saying, like, we can quickly catch him, they're on the other mm-hmm. shore, and Aragorn just kind of pays no attention to it, and you're just like, yeah. Well, he that okay. that's because right before the battle is kind of the scene where Frodo closes, or er, Aragorn closes Frodo's hand over the ring, so Aragorn understands that Frodo has made the choice to continue alone. Right. And we even see that, you know, when, when Merry and Pippin are hiding, and they're like, having trying to get frodo to come with him and mary realizes that frodo's kind of like bailing you know so it's yeah it's 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 sad in a way you know that he realizes he has to leave all these people basically for their own good um but yeah sam sam's too loyal you gotta love when frodo says you know we may never see them again but sam kind of the eternal optimist is like maybe but maybe we will see them again (laughs) And that's why the end of the third is... Oh God, this movie is just so fucking good. The setup is phenomenal. It's just fucking phenomenal. So, yeah, and it does uh, it so well without making it feel like setup for an entire movie. Well, cause and, like... and Adam, you made a great point, and I'll, I'll let you go after this, but you had said that you know it, it didn't separate the characters enough. This ending did a perfect job of it. Like, yes. now in the second movie, we have split-offs to go everywhere, and it's, it's great. It's just great. It, it is a setup movie because it's the first movie a trilogy, but it also feels complete. Like Frodo has the whole arc of like wanting to go on a quest, realizing how big of a deal it is, having his team realizing he's about to go off alone. Like he has a complete arc, but then there's still room for growth in two more movies. Like it sets mm-hmm. up who he is, and there's still room for growth, but it doesn't feel like we cut it in the middle of the story either. Like Boromir has his whole thing. Aragorn, as Jim pointed out has kind of come to terms with becoming a king, but he's not, like, 100% there yet, but it still feels kind of final-ish. Like, it's done so well to be both a setup and a self-contained story. It doesn't feel... doesn't feel like, like it, it's it only like a first chapter, but it doesn't feel like... Yeah. 
Well, and two, the Fellowship ages like fine wine. Every time you watch it again, it just gets better, I feel yeah. like. It, well, it, that's it's a, unreal. That's why I, I always tell people, you know, just me, I don't know how to explain it. I don't think it's my favorite. I, mean, I probably still would just gravitate to saying the third is probably just the better. But it's awesome. for some reason, when I'm going to just watch any of them, I just tend to put this one on more well because you're hoping to watch like all three of them well maybe that too it's just subconscious but like i don't know there's just something about like starting this one and just it just feels so right you know just yeah. to just to just watch it you know first and maybe i am hoping i'll just watch the three of them you know in a couple days but well do we want to score it's, this shit it's great ah, let's do it yeah jim why don't you start this movie, if we graded out of a hundred, this movie would be a ninety-nine. But because we only grade out of ten, it is a nine. Near perfect. Oh! I do love this movie. I love the characters. You know, will always have a very near and dear place to my heart. But it is not perfect. So you don't round up. Do not. No. A ten wow. is perfect, and right, like Anthony, I said, it's a ninety-nine. Yeah, Anthony, you're up. Um, I've been on record saying. I always cheat when people ask me what my favorite movie is because it's these and I just find it too hard. I mean, I, I'll just say the Lord of the Rings is like my favorite movie. So I mean, I'll just spoiler alert. All of these are tens for me. So like, it's just, to me, it's just the perfect, you know, movies that you could ever just sit down and watch, especially cause they all are just together cohesively just work so well. Um, so I don't know, like it's it has to be a ten if it's my favorite movie. So I guess that's basically where I'm at. And we we did enough talking to talk about why it's so great. So yeah, Adam. In my opinion, this is a perfect movie. This is a ten. Yes. Like uh, yes. I I could gush over this movie for hours. Like I love it so much. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh. All right, well I'll finish it out, and I mean. This is pretty easy for me as well. Um, it's a ten, and and I think it's just because of the fact that it, the next two movies are are just as fun, um, but yet this one did such a good job of setting it up. And Adam, like you said, still continue to give you this awesome movie in the middle of it that it, it's just perfect. It creates a love story. It creates a battle story. It creates friendship. It's just a feel-good, awesome movie, and it's a 10 out of 10, I just, and I want to watch more. It right makes now. me like, almost sad to we rewatch these movies because they. this is such a cliche statement, but they truly... I don't think they can truly make movies like this anymore. The scale... Nothing has reached this peak ever no, again. Like, the scale and no. scope of things and, like, how... Like we said, the lack of just, like, the lack of CGI, like, the willingness to grab hundreds and hundreds of extras and put them in makeup and cosplay. Like, I just don't think anybody would do it nowadays. I mean, it's think, just... Think about, think about, Anthony, how much this movie framed our childhood. Like, think about that and, and think if anything these days could come close to it. I mean, maybe, maybe Harry Potter, but not even in the same world of, like, how often we played orcs versus men on on the on the fucking playground like it it framed our entire childhood and 
it's a good story it's like good versus evil at the end of the day so yeah yeah it's just it's so it's so fucking good and as as many times as i've seen them i want to go downstairs right now and watch the battle battle for helms deep i I know you know i want to see this is all you can conjure saruman like i I, let's go (laughs) it's epic it's so good well well that wraps up episode 50 of our review but we're gonna lead into trivia and i want to say right now adam's been talking mad shit on on the snapchat even he he i have no faith in myself at this point after this i'm screwed (laughs) i'm screwed i'm screwed more more than likely but how many questions you got jim five just like always five so all right we'll see if how how does this format work how do you guys do you you will get multiple choice whoever if you get it first you get two points if you go in for the steal and get it, you get one point. Third person sucks to suck, you get nothing. Fair enough. Do you still have the standings? Yeah, I do. Um, Anthony currently at 12 points, Scott at 6, Adam at 0, having never participated in trivia before. And Adam, really Adam could literally jump like into second place almost. With... I don't <laughs> yeah, if he sweeps. He be one point behind Scott if he sweeps. We'll, we'll see how good he, I am at raising my hand. Yeah, know. because you got to raise your hand first. Okay. That's the thing. I just got to listen to the whole question. So, approximately how large was the one ring prop used to film the close-up shot where Frodo drops it in the snow and Boromir picks it up? You don't want to hear the options? No. Do you remember what Adam said? Because yeah. I think Scott oh. <laughs> edged him out. Uh, six feet. That is wildly wrong. <laughs> Here are your options. Six feet wide, two hands wide, one yard wide, or six inches wide. Six six inch diameter, yeah. That's accurate. Good job, Scott. Damn it. At least you held him to one point. Dude, and are you telling me six feet was actually option A? That is accurate. He's trying to throw you off with the answers, you loser. But I said that before. I know you said six. It's true. There's no points for that, though. Do I lose You points? don't lose no. points. You just don't get any for being wrong. Maybe we need to change that because then you and Anthony may both be negative. Mm. Looking back at last time Let's we did trivia in episode 32, only one point was earned by Anthony. <laughs> Jim was killing us with like well, DC. You wrote, the fucking, you wrote the fucking questions like Einstein, dude. Like, what, what are we supposed Question to Question two. What is the elvish word for friend? Anthony. Ugh, the pronunciation is going to be so bad. Is it like Belloc? That is incorrect. Fuck. Options are, Scott. Should have listened to the options. <laughs> Belloc. That's still wrong. What, what did I say? You don't even know what I said. Options are Mithril, Moria, Melon, or Murin. Anthony, we have no idea what he said. Well, I should have just listened to the answers. Melon. Yeah, Melon is correct. See that? Dude, on, I blame that on Ian McKellen. Ian McGregor. Yeah, Ian McKellen. Yeah, can't it's understand what he says. I just said. As trivia czar, we are giving Adam that point, anyways. Yes. I mean that's fair. So he doesn't say a B there. It's a correct. M. Watch it with the subtitles. Wow. I sh- yeah, I did, and I still didn't get. How it. many total rings of power did Sauron forge? Options are twenty, nineteen, thirty, or one. Scott. 20. That is incorrect. Fucking A. 
Anthony? Well, I mean, it's got to be 19 then, right? That is also incorrect. Fuck! It's the last one left that's not one. 30 rings? Sauron only forged the one ring of power. He oh, did not help with forging the other true. ones. That is not what my research Call him told out, me. Adam. I'm pretty sure he just forged them all because it says he gave them and then they were deceived because he also made one that controls them. See, that is confusing. I guess I have no idea. So I was right, is what you're saying. So are we going to throw out the question because be people... What is it? Nine? Three Nine, is twelve. It's three, a total of twenty five, rings. That is the 20. total number of rings, but... Total. My research said Sauron only forged the one ring. Because I guess he it just be, says... I mean, he did research. I'm, gonna I'm trying to remember Lady Galadriel in the beginning and what she, what her, what she says, but... Um, I guess the prologue doesn't actually say who forged them. It says it began with the forging of the great rings. Yeah, it says three, three to the elves, whatever. It is pretty. Yeah, and then Sauron forged in true. secret. Arbitrary. Yeah, right? but who, really who, who gave them to them? I, I guess I was always under the impression that he did, and then the trick was that he had one that could also control them. Well, I mean, you don't have to throw the. Yeah, because no one got any points anyways. So. We will move on. There you go. Elrond. There you go. Good job, how many Jim. Question, how many questions? Five. five? So five. this is question Sorry, four. Right. Elrond delivers a sword to Aragorn on the eve of the battle to break the siege of Minas Tirith. What is the name of the sword? Options are Narsil, Flame of the West, Anduril, Flame of the West, Sting, Ice of the East, or Longclaw. Anthony? Andril, Flame of the West. That is correct. <laughs> wait, wait. Is... Is Longclaw from a different? That's from series? Game of Thrones. I thought so. I was like, "What the fuck?" It was Sting originally. Is, uh, Sting is Bilbo and Frodo sword. Originally Narsil, until it was broken. Yeah, it was Narsil reforged. and re- renamed to Anduril after it was reforged. That was the trick hey, to yes. the question. Hey, hey, guess I, what you I didn't know that one. I know. Points. I know Gandalf's sword's name. That's more than I know. I don't even Let's know. hear it. it. Yeah. Glamdrain. It's fucking Dude, sick. Okay, so question five. After Isildur lost the ring, how many years did it lay dormant before Deagle found it? Scott. 2000. <laughs> how many? 2000. That is correct. Boom! Nice. Wow. I'm back. Okay, so that is trivia. Unfortunately, you guys talked about some of the I damn can... questions, you jerks. Sorry. Well, well I mean, that's almost guys. You mean Adam? That's almost a I good mean, thing, geez. though. Then you got to pay attention to what everybody's saying. Right. So new standings: Anthony has fourteen points, Scott has eight, and Adam has two. Maybe that's what we'll do. Just when Adam comes back, we'll that's always unfair. do trivia. There you well, go. that's unfair that this guy starts now. I mean, I have eight on real, like five shitty ass performances. He'd probably have me more than likely. But yes, this is the fifth time we've Adam... done trivia. Adam was the king of trivia when we did it at BT too, though. Like he was the guy. So, is I was the music I was the music guy, but then Adam bested me in the music as well. Just that yeah. one time. Yeah. Well, that's all you needed. You showed up. Anthony's got the sword again, dude. I feel like one drunk night is all it takes for you to cut off a finger. It's not even that. It's not like a super sharp. Just the tip is sharp. You won't kill many orcs with a blunt Just blade. I know. I should That's get it true. sharpened. No, you shouldn't. 
Dude, it's that's the last thing. So you shouldn't need to sharpen that. That's sick engravings. That's awesome. You shouldn't need to sharpen it. It's an elvish blade. That's true. It is an elvish blade. I mean, I think I'm to the point where I could look that up online and see if Cassie would let me buy it. I think the answer is probably going to be no. This was 150 bucks. You're kidding. Not kidding. 100% worth no. it. That's less than Fuck, I would imagine, imagine a robber comes into your house. First thing you grab is Aragorn's sword. <laughs> I just say, I just point at him and I just go, what say you? I got some decent wall space <laughs> up here above my Funkos where a sword would look great, I feel like. I It came with a wall panel to like hang. Will it only it do vertical like, though? Because I want it yeah, horizontal. Right. It would just hang like this, you know, upside blade down or whatever no i've held it it's heavy that thing's probably like 20 25 so i don't want to hang it above my funkos in their fragile little boxes it's probably 10 pounds 15 pounds maybe no you just you just jacked that's i mean and and that's the thing aragorn's swinging that thing like it's a baseball bat well the whole reason i bought it is because this one kid i went to school with i was like over at his house and he had a fucking um god i can't remember it was like uh who was the leader dwarf from the hobbits thorin thorin's it was like thorin's fucking sword like a cool curved one like a replica and i was like oh shit that's so badass uh, now i need I think to get it's, one is it warcrest yes that's what it was yeah that's and it was so cool i was like fuck i need to go buy a lord of the Rings sword now so i just got aragorn's and it's just fucking huge great scott loves it i do i mean it's it's probably the coolest you know item of anyone i know it's fucking sick because i don't i don't have anything that cool i have a cat now but so that's probably cooler but you have a cat your cat there's a cat here he's fat i like fat cats they're cute you better feed yours then dude i mean he's just active right He's, He's learning his new place, dude. Any, yeah. Anyway, Jim. Uh, with that being said, th- okay. So this is the completion of episode fifty. I think we did a great job. I mean, I mean, the problem with this though is like, we could, could do this for days. four hours. I, I, you know, we're back to where we're in that two-hour episode time frame, but it's appropriate. It's the fiftieth episode. Like, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I think it's, and. I mean, I said from the beginning, if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. Like, that's just... You doubling down on sorry. that statement? 100%. I mean, if you're still listening at this point, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm 100% doubling down on the, the go fuck yourself. Um, but, Adam, it's pretty awesome to say that you have been on 20% of the pods. It is. Congratulations and, on 50, by the way. Like, thanks, thanks, dude. Great. Also, great. Not, not to mention, he's got one kid and another on the way. So it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, how yeah. does he how does he find time who knows but yeah, awesome well. awesome to have you on adam um you, like you like jim said you gave away like three of the trivia questions which i was nervous about so does that mean we only answered three right out of you guys five? got four total jim. right amongst all of you so anthony just wait so then how do we get to 14 8 and well because anthony got his for two points you got yours for two points without hearing the options Adam got Adam, two yeah, of them two for points. after steals, or first steals. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, and then we all blew it on the trick ring question. Because it is. I right. felt like I that one to... was going to be the most obvious because it's the outlier of the four options. But right. 
I and I can I just feel like Adam is still searching to try and prove me wrong. Which, if I'm wrong, I'll accept yes. that I'm wrong and it was a bad question, but it didn't matter because it was zero for everybody. Wrong. I'm just curious. Yeah, because if we're going off it's the movie, it really just know. doesn't say. Yeah, exactly. I don't it's know. It's under protest. It's under protest. It's all right. Basically. What movie are we yeah. watching next week? I liked suggestion number one, and I think we need to go with it. So, so okay, I found I found it here on uh, lotr.fandom.com. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a Wikipedia the, site. That's I need. So, technically, the only one Sauron himself with his hands actually made was the one. He taught the elves how to make the other ones with the intention of them making it so he could use his to control them. So technically, he did not make it, but he taught them how to make them. Vindication, that's, that's what I hear. Yeah. Fuck. Well, point being, my answer would have been the only one that would have been right then. Right? Well, I said 20. but if he didn't physically Te- make te- them, Technically, if we want to go with that, one is the correct answer. But yeah. that's... All right. That's a, the whole point of trivia is to be technical. You, you can make an argument on that one, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's okay. I'm not going to come back anyway, more than likely. Um, no, it's just not going to happen. But for the movie next week, I liked suggestion number one. So, boys, hold on to your butts. We're watching Jurassic Park. He did it. The crazy <laughs> I, son of a I, bitch did it. I appreciate the line. You are, this is literally just nostalgia up my ass right now. Because this is like another top five favorite movie of mine of all time. So I'm just, Same, I'm, no, I'm just going to get into like a string of tens here that are not even going to match. Yeah, I'm just Scott. trying to make you have more tens than Scott. I think you are. It's if you not watch, we'll do, we'll do Interstellar for 52, which is literally <laughs> like my favorite movie of all time, you know, okay. other than these. I have one more 10 than he does. I know. I think so this was why? my first 10. I think that's accurate. I've only been on 10 times, though. I've been on 50. No, probably like 45. <laughs> probably like 30. <laughs> I was going to say 45 is maybe a little aggressive. For those yeah, who don't own a copy of Jurassic Park, it's streaming on HBO. <laughs> oh, dude, HBO killed. If you don't own a copy of Jurassic Park, do you even like movies? I don't. You don't like no, movies? No, I do. I love them. That's, I mean, well, that's what we do, basically. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I, I think Jurassic Park will be. I a, guess a, a fun I have to learn to accept that not everyone's a complete psychopath who, who just needs physical media. A new, a new movie like every fucking week. So I'm the same way. I used yeah. to go to Target all the fucking anything. time just Thanks, to buy new copies. You. I know. I need. I don't know what it is. It's about like the collector's part of it i just need the physical someday my fi- my favorite movie is going to fall off of a streaming service somewhere and it's not going to get picked up by another one so i need my discs right it's such a bad investment i feel like i don't give a never shit gonna use... it's, yeah, it's, fine. it's art whatever yeah whatever floats your boat yeah honestly but have, i mean now we have to think about what we're going to do for the one year which is coming up just a week later and um, Man, I had a couple ideas, but I'll I'll save it. We'll save it for yeah. Next discuss week. next week. Yeah. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight that. Not a bad pick. <laughs> I was pick. kidding. God, you don't like that movie? I want him to show up in No maybe, Way Home. Maybe it's Matt Murdock's hand on the table. 
Yeah, and I want it to be Ben Affleck. That part. People aren't going to get what we're talking about right now. I kind of, I kind of want to do the accountant eventually, but now, now, now might not be the time. I think we need to save that one. That's a return from Busy Season we'll Pod. We'll come up with something good. We'll come up with something good for a year. That'll be a good. That'll yeah. be a fun one. I feel like we've done all the good movies, but then there's like probably eighty more. <laughs> there's hundreds of. I could, <laughs> I have a whole bin still we could do. Well, yeah, and the whole point is to find we, new movies that are also good, not the yes. ones we've already decided are good. I mean, what's coming out on HBO? Reminiscence. Do you have anything coming up? It just yeah, came out, movie. like, last heard, week. It's supposed to be Yeah, bad. that's what I heard as well. I heard it was good. Somebody said it was good. Evan said he liked it. Ah, uh, is that a good source? Then? I don't know. Because it's kind of like when Robert says a movie's good, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Wow. Like, what what war movie I think, just happened i think evan's a little more credible than your brother though so we'll see yeah i don't we'll know we'll see i got more anime recommendations i can bring on if you ever need anything when season two uh, of demon slayer uh, that i'm not sure about Fuck. that was so good my first uh my first appearance i brought on some anime bullshit nah i was all for it fucking love me some anime I, especially when it's good anime I mean, the movie the movie we did with anime was pretty good, I feel like. It was great. Oh, yeah. Silent, silent, yeah. yeah. Silent yep. voice, was it? Yeah. Or, yeah, look at that. What a pull. What a pull. Anyway, Jim, where can you find us on Twitter? As always, you can follow us on Twitter at weave underscore scene underscore that. Like us on Facebook or email us at scene that podcast at gmail.com. That's S-C-E-N-E, that podcast at gmail.com. Well, I would like to say to the 80,000 listening, thank you for listening to the episode, the 50th episode of the We've Seen That podcast. 50 more than we ever thought we'd do. Anthony says every episode's a milestone. But some this just hit different. One. That's right. That's right. So we will see you next week for Jurassic Park. Who? Spielberg? Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. So... We're going to get into the world of dinosaurs. So with that being said, thank you again for listening. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. And roll credits.